got week eight all done and ready to go. We didn't have any weekend matches. This is weird. I don't. I forgot to look that up. That was one of the things I wanted to look up to see if we've ever had any weeks of USL League One Mac, uh, action where there were no weekend matches, but I didn't get that far into the research. I wonder why that is. Is it because of the, the women's league? Or, that or... is actually a really good insight. That could be because of League Two and because of the women's uh, league, league starting two. this weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, that's – I assume that's the reason. Um, I can't remember who it was on Twitter. I think it was uh, maybe Yogi sent out a tweet or something like that asking why we didn't have any weekend matches, and I jokingly said it's because of the royal family's coronation ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta love my Liverpool uh, giving a big uh, two oh, yeah. fingers to, yep, <laughs> to yeah. the, the monarchy. <laughs> and then you saw the the same thing uh, happening up in um, oh what was it Scotland I think at like a Glasgow yeah. match yeah Celtic and Rangers yeah yep yeah. they were having some fun with it too oh yeah telling them to shove the coronation up their ass yep that's the one <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love Celtic. I love that it's Liverpool's sister <laughs> club, too. And uh, I don't know if you know this. Uh, Owen, the PA announcer at uh, Union Omaha Matches, uh, he w- he wants to move to Glasgow. Oh, really? Yeah, he does. No, I did he not. said if he we have a Omaha, he would go to Glasgow. <laughs> we have a family here who's uh, uh, sixth grader is... Uh, went over to Liverpool to uh, be in their academy. Oh, that's oh, cool. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, but think of it from the kids' perspective, you know? It's sort of like going to, you know, to the Jedi uh, Council. You never know what, if you'll see your parents again. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's so funny that you mentioned that because in the break room at work, uh, they had Star Wars playing. And when I sat down for my break, uh, this was Friday. Um, Phantom Menace was playing, and it was that yes. exact scene where uh, <laughs> uh, Anakin was being taken away from his mom. <laughs> That's that. Well, for oh. anybody joining us here now, we got a uh, we got a special guest with us. We got Lefty from the El Fuego Pod joining us. Uh, we are very happy to have him joining us. Um, we're going to be talking a lot of Fuego, uh, you know, stuff tonight. So. Uh, Feel free to jump in with any questions, comments, or anything like that. Uh, we're going to fire away with a bunch of questions and reviews from the week. So it's going to be a good episode. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so I am not, I'll, I'll be entirely honest with you. I haven't listened to as many episodes as Brian has of your podcast, <laughs> but what I have listened to, I have enjoyed because uh you guys seem to have like a, a good chemistry going on with your podcast. Um, yeah. You obviously uh, don't hold back with some of your opinions. You speak honestly, um, and yeah. you speak from the heart. So that's that's what you want from a, a fan led podcast. So it's it's cool to listen to you guys. Yeah, and the thing I really like about about the podcast is it, we're very purposeful. So we don't get too heavy on, you know, uh, stats, and we speak more from from. Um, a casual fan to a hardcore fan, um, and uh, not we try not to get too deep in the weeds. And uh, you know, the 
the team still wants to talk to us, even though we've been quite critical of them at times. Um, and so I, I got to respect them for that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. It's one I definitely enjoy um, seeing come into the podcast feed is I don't get it. A lot of times I don't get too much of a chance to watch Fuego play unless they're playing like Omaha. I mean, if right. some of those late matches, it's kind of difficult. Um, but yeah, but I do enjoy listening to you guys because you do, like you said, you do kind of cater to all all facets of it, really, and and really tell it like it is, and that's really what I like most about listening to you guys. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, props to the club for for not you know burning that bridge entirely uh, with you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And in the same way, um, we never want to be like we we never want to tow tow their company's line. We never want to carry their water, um, and because yeah. we we value our independence. Oh yeah, absolutely. So at home matches so far this season, what's the the atmosphere been like? <laughs> well, I haven't been to too many this season because I've. Uh, I had a uh, emergency surgery on my foot, and so I've been out with a wound back for several months. And then oh. I became a foster parent, and so we have a, a six-week-year-old baby and a, and a teen that we're, we're uh, guardians for, my partner and I. And so when I do, um, it it requires a lot of effort, whether you know my foot or time timing with with the family. Uh, but I have been to, uh, I went to last week's, week, week seven, um, against one, one Knox and, uh, and it's, uh, it's different even from last season where last season we had, you know, pretty good attendance. We have three, we had three different supporters group there, each sort of drumming their own drums, uh. Uh, to some of some of my chagrin uh, when they would never link up sometimes uh, but uh, this year it's it, it feels a little bit like a ghost town you know so I think um, we've been between 500 to 900 in terms of season matches um, and so I I think part of that is uh, there was a very negative reaction to how the season ended last last year um, with uh, some bad bad blood with uh, how uh, the Fuego uh, didn't respect some of our some the one of our SGs and they were really pushing for the uh, the coach to uh, be let go and. Um, and so they basically said, hey, we're not being respected and we're going to go follow this other team in town, a, a semi-professional team in town, uh, Valley FC. And uh, and they haven't looked back. And so um, they were a very big supporters group um, at, since uh, CV Fuego started. And, uh, and so, yeah, their presence is very very noticeable if you ever see the supporter stands on on espn plus uh it's a it looks a a lot empty and uh uh so 
how they turn things around you know the obvious thing is you know win some matches uh but you know as you know from last season you know we had problems with beer prices we had problems with uh, parking prices we even have part problems with uh competing against other uh things going around town when it's much cheaper to take a family to to our local uh, uh baseball team uh, professional baseball team versus taking a family of four to to see the fuego play um you know it's with less choices in terms of like food and entertainment for the kids and stuff um you know it's 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 hard to do that and you know and and they don't own their own stadium yet so uh, so it's gonna it's 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 hard. We we sort of around uh, El Fuego Pod. We sort of have this uh, uh, big worry the second year of any club, uh, just because you know Fuego. That was the year Fuego FC folded, and then we had some other uh, other sport teams fold in its second year. Uh, you know, I think we had a hockey team that folded, and um, and so we're you know it's it's always that second year that uh, we we're, we're on pins and needles, and with 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 seats being empty you know that's really increased our fear and it's a legitimate fear and especially so not only with the amount of people that you would hope to be in the stadium um results on the scoreboard uh but also the amount of money i i mean i whenever we talk about fuego i always mention this so people are probably tired of me hearing it or saying it but the the travel costs for the club to go yeah. I mean, essentially across the country because predominantly the entire league is in the southeast i am sure the front office is counting down the days till they only have to drive to santa barbara or fly to portland <laughs> yep. we need more midwest and more west coast teams yeah definitely yeah especially losing uh tucson in the off season yeah mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Um, as we look at some of the, so when we look at week seven and week eight scores, looks like there were some pretty surprising results uh, as you look through those. Um, yeah. You know, week seven, uh, we had the confirmation. I think it was. Oh, it was actually this week. Uh, so week seven, uh, because Madison and Charlotte tied, that kept them both uh, undefeated, and they were the last two. But then when Charlotte lost to Greenville uh, this week on Wednesday, that allowed Madison to be the only remaining undefeated uh, club. So congrats mm-hmm. to them. That's awesome. Yep. Draws um, will do that, yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh Let's see. I'm trying to find. And you mentioned that uh, you were at last week's match yeah. against One Knox. Uh, that mm-hmm. man down to the wire. Uh, One Knox getting that goal <laughs> in the dying minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was a match. That was a match that sort of felt like like both teams were trying to lose it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely um, seemed that way. And I mean, it, what a heartbreaking way to lose it, too. I mean, oh, yeah. just so late. And I mean, 
Knox had nothing going for the entire match. It just I know. We were we were down the man for the majority of the game and mm-hmm. yet we still had a few chances. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the thing that's that's kind of impressed me about uh Fuego this year with the coaching change going from um Ramirez to uh Vasquez um you know, especially with the, the small amount of preparation time that there was leading up to the season, Fuego really kept it together. And even their style of play is, I feel like it's pretty similar to last season where it's very fast, it's high pressure, it's in your face. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a brand of, of so, soccer that's that's fun to watch. So uh, in terms of like history of soccer in, in Fresno, so... Uh, Profe uh, 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 Jaime Ramirez uh, teaches at uh, a local uh, university here, where which brought a lot of um, talent through his system, uh, particularly since Fresno State uh, shut down their their men's soccer team uh, uh, with uh, Title IX, and uh, so even though. Uh, Ramirez left just before the start of last year, last season. Uh, the person that replaced him briefly, uh, uh, Milton uh, Blanco, um, he knew Ramirez, you know, from from his basically whole career, and so he basically played, you know, uh, uh, Jaime's coach, Coach Ramirez's uh, playbook, and. And that's why, you know, a lot of people would say, argue that that's why we had a good start in 2022. Mm-hmm. And then when we had uh, uh, the current coach, um, that became a different system of play. And and so we, you know, won some, lost some, and, you know, barely missed the playoffs. And um, his, his style of play doesn't, isn't winning him many fans, let's just say. Um, and that, you know, he's, he's, like I said earlier, the reason why one of our SG groups are, is no longer, you know, attending matches anymore, uh, because they think that his style of play, you know, should have earned a bit out of here, uh, despite his, you know, years of experience. Um, it's, he sort of plays, um, a sort of multiple pass play from the back type of, uh, a play style. Uh, I often refer to it as waiting for the other team to make a mistake type play. Yeah. And so I think in terms of like play, we haven't seen a lot of like fast counter attacks and, and whether or not that that's the coach's play style or, or the um, tired legs of our players. Um, I'm not completely sure. That's, that's the big question is, you know, should, should coach be fired or is it does it rest on the players? So um, I, I will say personally, I'm not a big fan of, of our coach. And I, I think I, I also feel he should have been let go last season. But that that also brings into some of my questions with our front office about um, how well they can be, um, how well they they are as a as a front office professionally. Uh, versus uh, sort of a, 
I hesitate to use the old boy network, but but they're fans themselves, and this they're somewhat new to running a team, and so they've they've made plenty of mistakes. Um, as much as you know, I I I like them as individual as individuals, uh, and so we're just hoping, you know, we can answer some questions and and hold people accountable. And, you know, of course, start freaking winning. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the the club has been really close to breaking through. I mean, they're even their losses. Most of the time it's it's within one, two goals or something like that. I mean, yeah, we we haven't had the you have your 2-0 loss to Union Omaha and your 3-0 loss to Greenville. But aside from that, it's close. Yeah, we you know, in in some ways we're not playing League One all offense, no defense. You know, because we've had to depend on our defense quite a bit this season. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, even even thinking back to like the Union Omaha match, it wasn't. I mean, Fuego was in it for the entire match. It took you know a late a late goal to really seal it for Omaha anyway. So, um, yeah, it seems like it's there. Um, for for Fuego, it just the pieces haven't clicked yeah. for whatever reason yet. And yeah, and now that now that we have uh, our our own Messi, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we've been waiting forever for him to actually be on on the field because of uh, um, because of visa issues. But we finally uh, we we finally have a uh, oh gosh what's his name uh jose career garcia. Garcia. Yeah, garcia mm-hmm. on the field so that's that's a big help uh, especially in the midfield yeah um and so we're hoping you know as at, now that he's on and as players uh heal up um that uh we start being that that the front office sort of promised us <laughs> promise the supporters um and lord knows you know i am even 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 though ofec is jewish i i I, you know i am i have them on my on my prayer list for quick (laughs) 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 boy we want him back who is the uh the player that is uh that has been brought in that you're most impressed with this season this season um, yeah. Well, even though he was he was sort of in for us uh, last season, but uh, because of injury, was out for most of most of the season, and so that was a, a Diaz. Um, but uh, I'm a big fan of like a recent one that we just picked up that I hope gets more more play time is uh, oh, I'm look had to find his name here. Um, oh, Harold Hansen. He's one of those big, like, muscle, bulky uh, defenders that can also ha- have, like, a lot of speed in them. And so they could they can play a, a good um, – they can make their way up forward a little more and make sure they can get, can get back to defend. And so I, I really hope he gets uh, – he gets into the starting eleven. Mostly, he's been, um, you know, he's been on the, he's been a sub. Uh, but I, I think, I think, I think he'd be, he'd do a good job um, uh, in in the starting role. 
Cool. Yeah, it looks like uh, the roster this season is filled with a lot of um, uh, new players, and it's it's cool to see them try to work together to to try to gel, um, especially under the circumstances. Um, you know, it's it's one where when you look at the the scores, it doesn't look like they're far off from you know getting close to earning some more draws and getting closer to turning things around and actually earning some wins. Oh Lord, I hope I hope so <laughs> because it's been it's been exhausting. I mean, it it makes it as far as podcasting makes it easy because you know it's easy to remember. Oh, we only have two goals so far in seven matches. Yeah. Wow, you know those are easy stats to remember. Or you know we've lost five games and won one and drew the other. It's like though you know easy memorization. <laughs> I definitely want to like. I want to have to like check right before we record, like who's our uh, goal leader. You know, I miss those days, you know, <laughs> that, yeah. that race between who's going to score more goals, Bija for Cheney. And now yeah. Cheney is, you know, having a heck of a time in forward Madison. So we, yep. we really miss them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I was planning on asking this question of Brian, uh, but it seems even more fitting that we we have you on the show so we can ask you uh, this kind of question. Yeah. Uh, from the sounds of it, I gather that you already have your hand firmly pressed on the panic button. Am, am I getting that sense right? Uh, you know, I want to say no. There's still time, and and there is. I mean, uh, it's it's scary losing five matches. It's scary. It's really scary getting three red cards in three games. Um, you know, these are stats that um, doesn't inspire confidence. But that said, you know, when you look at the points, you know, it's not that far away. You know, one win will get us to the to the uh, lower part of the middle of the table. You know, one win. Mm-hmm. Um, we we need to start winning soon. But my 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 hand is sort of hovering over the, bo- the over the button, uh, the glass shield raised. <laughs> that's that's I, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Uh, so before the season started, what were your expectations or predictions for Fuego <laughs> and how they were going to perform this season? Um, I thought we would make the playoffs. I mean, the the okay. we had a supporters meeting with with the team. And, uh, you know, the obvious question is, like, how are we going to do this season? And, you know, we had front office and we had the coach there, and they all said, we're going to do much better this season. We have the team that we want. Uh, and, and, you know, the coach has the team that he wants versus what he was inherited. Uh, we are, have more time. The, these guys are, uh, are going to perform much better. We haven't seen that yet. Um, and so at some point, you know, I sort of, I've, I've said this on, on our, on our pat uh, on our podcast, like at some point they have to be accountable for their words and, you know, and if they're not getting the job done, uh, when do we find a different talent or different coaches, you know? So, okay. yeah, that will be an inter- interesting conversation. Do you still think uh, playoffs are the the realistic goal for the team? It's still possible. I mean, shoot, you know, ask 
ask Greenville what they thought of their season just, you know, two weeks ago. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. you know it, it, the, the thing about League One is, you know, you have 12 teams and they're not, you know, other than, you know, number one and number two, they're not too terribly spread out. And so there's always like that that climb you know remember last season when tucson you know started putting things together every time every time they wore their white jerseys like um you know they they were they went from bottom you know laughable bottom of the table like we are right now uh to like hey they could actually pull this off and get into the playoffs and then all bets are off you know Mm -hmm. and you know so i sort of like that craziness you know um you know it's it's not it's not over yet and and but uh if if the standard of play remains the same then uh, yeah you know i don't know i don't know what's gonna be i don't know if there will be a season three i don't know yeah i mean they were close to making the playoffs last season Um, yeah yeah i mean right down the stretch it was a very close battle oh yeah squeaky bum time as it (laughs) that's good yeah (laughs) So Brian, let me uh, pose some of those questions to you. If you were uh, a Fuego fan or in the uh, in the front office, where would your hand be in relation to the panic button? Um, but personally, if if I were a Fuego fan, I I would be smashing the button um, <laughs> with, and that's just with everything or surrounding um, surrounding the club. Um, which I understand it's probably gotten a little bit better this season. Um, but at the same time, there's the results haven't been horrible for them. Um, but I mean, they've been in all of their matches. Yes, but they have lost a lot of matches. So, I mean, for me, that's when you start to panic as to, okay, how are we going to get this turned so that we turn some of these losses into draws first? Or when you go from losses to wins, specifically at home. Um, I know it's difficult when you have, um, when you don't have the the support or support as high as you would like it. Um, that plays a uh, a big part in it as well, but... Um, you you've got to at least start winning some of your home matches and then drawing a couple on the road. Uh, that's where, that's where it starts and something needs to get turned around and whether it's their, um, their style of play, but at the same time getting Jose Carrera Garcia back is going to help them immensely. Um, the team seems like they were built around him in the midfield and, um, getting him back is definitely going to improve their chances. So I think once, he comes back fully, and then um, you can start kind of seeing where the chips fall at that point. In, I will make this one comment in my sort of uh, uh, piss on me and call it rain uh, type mentality is, uh, you know, that we said that about Bijev, and one thing, one word that can be best described uh, of Bijev this season has been the word dispossessed. He has been dispossessed quite a bit, and uh, to to Carrere's credit, he's talented. However, he's not a spring chicken in, in, anymore either. So I'm hoping, just like having that um, 
wealth of knowledge, to be able to uh, see things, uh, uh, you know, being being that number 10, uh, that uh, he does turn things around for us. And that being midfield, he doesn't have to have the hustle that he may have had 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never going to get him on the show. <laughs> on the <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's parts of that too. Like it, that field general, especially in the position that he plays yeah. is immense. I mean, like uh, speaking just for like union Omaha matches, having somebody like Connor Doyle, who has all of this wealth of experience and can kind of lead the guys from that position and tell everybody where they need to be, or just make sure everybody knows the plan and sticks with it. Um, I think that's for sure going to, I mean, it has to help Central Valley kind of pick it back up. And um, I also think too, going just because Lefty said, I uh, was talking about Bijev. It seems to me too, like he's trying to shoulder a lot of that responsibility and a lot of that weight on himself and he may or may not be the guy to be able to do that. And so that might be weighing on him a little bit. Because um, if you look from the way he played last year and kind of this year, there does seem like there's maybe a step or two missing or his wheels are turning faster than he can move. So um, I think once yeah, once you get somebody that can settle this team down a little bit, um, I think they're, they're in perfect position to be able to do something. But... Um, Definitely, I'd be hitting the panic button to um, just until they can prove that they got it figured out. Yeah. And we do have a, uh, a question from close friend of the pod, uh, Tim. He wants to go back to the supporter section that switched over to uh, the other team mm-hmm. and left Fuego. Uh, he asked, uh, was the supporters group the... Was that? Esquadron. Did the podcast as well. So he's asking if um, the podcast that specifically called out the front office last year, was that the supporters group that did the podcast as well? Um, I think they did um, not a podcast, but they would get together and drink and call the, they did something called the drunk drunk cast or something like that, or Esquad drunk, or I can't remember. I, I and, uh, but, and I think they did that through, um, through Instagram or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they called, they called out, uh, pretty heavily, um, uh, the, the team and, and called them on the carpet and said, you know, they firmly believe that the coach should have been fired. And one thing that didn't happen. And when, um, Milton, uh, left, um, Milton Blanco, when he left, uh, uh, CV Fuego to do to head up uh, Valley FC, um, Esquadron drone, uh, and uh, you know, kudos for them to you know they they didn't like it what was happening and they had their their set of values and they they stuck to them. You know, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a, a moment earlier this season when I thought. Uh, the supporters, supporters group from Tormenta flight crew was going to be leaving and damn it. If I didn't get pulled into their April fool's joke, <laughs> man, I, I thought there was some genuine drama going on there. And I even sent them a message. I was saying like, Hey, that really sucks. I hope everything's okay. Like, I mean, 
you want to tell me what happened there? And then they said, oh, we're going to make an announcement later this evening. And sure enough, yep, <laughs> April Fool's. I felt so stupid in that moment, too. Um, so we also have another question here um, from the YouTube chat. Um, it's from LV Halen. Um, that is my brother's um, handle oh, for yeah. YouTube. So um, <laughs> he said, if you had to pick a team to swap the starting 11 for a match, what team would you pick? Oh, so, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I want to, I don't, I sort of hate watch uh, uh, the independents mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, the, the owner and, you know, all the horrible thing that that owner has done. But I will say uh, their starting 11 is pretty competent this, this season. And uh, I wouldn't mind, you know, doing some sort of Freaky Friday type moment with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can see that i would feel the exact same way um i mean it'd have to be charlotte or north carolina right now right the two two hottest teams really in the league right now um, yeah although you know i i don't know man i yeah. i wouldn't be upset by having richmond switch place with us either huh. they're uh i I have I have some thoughts on Richmond. I I think they're they're a team that people are not discussing enough about. But but Charlotte and uh, North Carolina, yeah, certainly you want both of them. I mean, look at their starting eleven. Holy crap! Yeah. Oh, some and sometimes I I just want to fast you know in, at least in my head put the fast forward button until we get to the the dog days of summer and yep. you know because sort of the game becomes different then you know you guys are playing in humidity we're playing in the blistering heat and and uh gameplay just changes it a little bit and so you know you might have different different form of teams mm -hmm. yeah that's, now, that's what's great about league one too is you never get the same match twice well it there, didn't the kickers play the same team twice in a row? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Thanks, USL schedule. <laughs> um, and then Ranting Blue Mangu Penguin Media, excuse me, Tim, um, coming in again and saying, trade lineups with Man City or Byron. He didn't say they have to be League One. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I would take... I would take either of those as well. Probably Man City though, for sure. Just to see how many, see how many goals they can put up on a USL League One team. See Holland tear it up. Man, can you imagine all those guys playing at Warner Park and that small pitch? <laughs> imagine oh, Holland trying to battle all those like lines of sand in the. In the field. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh. It's still so early. I hate early season matches for that reason. The the field is just so hard to get to get the side and everything to to stick and even stay down. So yeah. I don't, I don't well, think you, dumping a truckload of sand on it really helps that much. 
if you see in our pitch, you know, it's so totally dry. I mean, you see players slip on it a lot, and they don't even water it during during uh, halftime or, or anything like that because you know it's going to spray into the uh, into the stands. <laughs> Is it just me, or do they uh, at that stadium? Do they have it cut really, really short too? They do. They do. That's what I thought. Yeah. Let me take another look here at some possible all right. questions. Um, all right, so looking ahead, there's a bye week in week nine for Fuego, and then uh, three of the next five matches are home. Uh, mm -hmm. You have away trips to Northern Colorado and Madison in sequential weeks. Uh, Ooh, but you also have nice home match. What's that? That that Madison one is going to be interesting, you know, just yeah. because of the Cheney factor. So yeah, yeah. that's going to be interesting. Okay, so oh, that's that's a good one. If Cheney scores and celebrates, how would you react to that? Uh, you know, if he scores and celebrates in Madison, I don't have a problem with it. You know, you're you know he's he's a forward player now. You know, but if he scores and celebrates in on in Fresno, um, that is just poor form because. His name, his name really is synonymous with with Fuego. You know, mm -hmm. back before uh, CV Fuego, you know, he was with uh, Fresno FC, and before that, you know, he started basically uh, spent the majority of his career with with uh, with Fresno Fuego. Um, and you know, he did spend some time in SAC before uh, SAC did uh, USL, and but. Um, but yeah, he's he's one of those uh, hometown heroes, and so um, yeah, I, you know, and he, he's a he, he is a good guy, and so I, I really wouldn't expect him to, you know, celebrate. You know, we wouldn't get his patented backflip. Um, you know, if he scores, you know, in our backyard, I would expect. You know, um, you know, he I, he he does strike me as someone who has that sort of character. Yeah. Well, he did a backflip right in front of Union Omaha supporter sections, and uh, I can just say it did not go over well. <laughs> um, so then uh, you have a home match with Tormenta, then you go on the road to Northern Colorado and Madison. You come back home for Richmond and Greenville. Oof. That's mm -hmm. a pretty tough line of matches. Um, it's good that you have that bye week to sort of get yourself prepared you know, for that, that slate of matches. Yeah. Well, what are your the team hasn't, yep. Go ahead. The, the team hasn't been like, we don't get like medical uh, heads up on how, how players are doing. Um, I'm sure like maybe if we press a little harder, you know, maybe they would tell us some over drinks or something, <laughs> but, but, you know, I keep hoping that this, uh, this bye week will give us enough time to get uh, OFEC, uh, back it back in the uh in the goal uh just because uh you know mitch uh for you know his talent he he's talented but uh he he um has some very noticeable flaws uh case in point uh he seems to always get a yellow <laughs> you know i was conv i'm convinced that the longer we get mitch uh uh as our as our keeper that he will have to uh 
sit out <laughs> because of yellow uh, because of card accum- accumulation. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I'm anxious to get Ofek back. I'm anxious to get some of these other players back. Um, and to be honest, like I'm not that worried about Greenville. You know, Greenville ha- it, it, Greenville like <sighs> oscillates between being good to being bad. I mean, not really bad, but you know, they've have off off nights, um, and and then they have decent nights. And um, I'm more I'm more concerned with with a team like um, well NCFC. I'm, I'm really concerned about. Um, but you know, these other teams, you know, Forward Madison, they've had some good good nights. Uh, and I, I'm I I would guess I'm more worried about like someone like uh, South Georgia Tormenta. Um, just because they, they always felt to me, even though, you know, we've been okay last, last season, if I remember right against them, but they've always been like a top, a tough draw for us. And so I'm always worried when we play Tormenta, um, oh, who else? Oh, oh, of course, Union Omaha, you know, and it's been one of my delights. Like I, I, I like to go into matches early just so I can see the other team uh, warm up and, and say hi and stuff. Cause I'm one of these people that um, while I'm a fan of CB Fuego, I'm just a fan of, of soccer in general. Um, and uh, these players, you know, they have to travel a lot and they don't, they don't make a lot. And, you know, and so like, I, I want to try to treat them with respect. You know, can do much better than I ever could. And so, um, I, I, so I like going early and saying hi and, you know, um, and so I, I was like super excited last season when I got to see Union Omaha, you know, because, you know, you knew they, they were always in for the kill, the way they practiced and, and what the drills that they did. And, and they were always super nice. Um, uh, so I always look forward to those matches, not just because they're a tough team, but, uh, because, you know, they're, they're friendly people, um, you know versus some other teams i won't name names but uh but uh yeah it's it's i think of any of those like so colorado's been decent this this season um and so i'm you know they're a little bit worrying but as far as the other ones you know uh i know you have uh you hold the kickers in high regard there uh rich um and so you guys are two people whose opinion I, I do trust. So now I'm a little more worried about <laughs> seeing them, <laughs> but you know, things are going to start heating up. It, we're coming up to June and things get, get hot, start getting hot in Fresno. And so that works in our favor. Yep. Yeah. And I saw that your first match back in action after that bye week is a, is a home match versus Tormenta. Yeah. And I don't know if you read their, most recent injury report it did include some big names on there like uh because oh, sterling and bosua um because oh, sterling's man he's well, why is he still in league one i don't yeah. know but yeah yeah um uh it'll be interesting to see what those injury reports are going to continue to say leading up to that match because uh you know if they're putting up 2-0 against chattanooga this week uh, without those players 
Um, you know, imagine the kind of threats they're going to have with well, those kind of players back in, in the lineup. Let's be honest. We even won against the sad wolves. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. All right. Scratch that one from the board then. <laughs> there, I, they, they might be this year's Tucson. I'm not sure. Maybe be too early again. Things change during the summer. Yeah. It's definitely trending so, that way though. Yeah. And I love how their club is synonymous. Like nobody calls them the red wolves. They're just the sad wolves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can blame uh, uh, that, that other podcast that we know and love. <laughs> um, and uh, let me see here. Um, oh crap. I had another question lined up. Shoot. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no worries. Uh, welcome to my world. <laughs> uh, Tim just try- chimed in in the YouTube chat, said, give that man a drink because he said sad wolves. <laughs> um, so with this season, mm-hmm. especially with the, the end of the way, the, the way that last season ended, uh, Central Valley was one of those clubs that seemed to embrace the the agent of chaos, uh, you know, mentality. Um, with as close as they've been in their matches this season, you kind of see a little bit of that personality or um, you know mindset setting in again this mm-hmm. this year. You mean in terms of winning and losing, or in terms of like play style? Uh play style. Okay. Yeah, well, again, I think it harkens back to that, like, you know, that play style that I kind of don't like, where, you know, it's the uh, the judo of soccer, you know, waiting for the other team to make a mistake yeah. instead of, like, making your own luck. You know, I prefer, you know, I prefer them to go out and try to find some lanes and, and get move the ball forward. Instead, you know, how many back passes, you know, there's been a, you you could start a drinking game of the and you would be mighty mightily toasted by the number of back passes that we've had intercepted um and and it's just it's exceedingly frustrating it's like like my biggest pet peeve is every time there's a back pass i just know especially if it's in our defensive half that one of them is just going to go awry and and you know it's going to be some sort of muck up and yeah, so I'd much rather, you know, and maybe this will change now that we get healthier players uh, and whatnot, that uh, I'd rather us take more chances, make, you know, draw some lanes. Like one of my favorite players we have and should always be in our starting 11 is Diego Casillas, home grown yeah. player. That guy is a ball of energy and he has, you know, he has such a passion for the, for the game and and when the team ignores him, when they don't pass to him, it frustrates me because this guy creates opportunities for us. And a lot of people uh, underestimate him because he's, he's shorter. But I have seen him head balls. I have seen him create great passes. And I have seen him get into the box and create chances and, and, and try to take second balls. And uh, he does not get enough cre- credit. That man, That man should be team captain and should always be in our start 11 and uh, you know 
I will firmly believe that. If when you watch him play, uh, as soon as he gets the ball, he's always looking forward. He he oh, yeah. rarely, rarely looks back. I mean, he is just pressing yeah. the issue. He's going straight at the opponents. And and the the other team knows it how how good he is. I mean, look at the number of times he's been fouled this season. They are continuing to go to go after him. Um because that guy he can create chances. I mean that of of our starting eleven, we may have you know a Bijif in our lineup, but uh, I I can tell you, if you're facing us, Casillas is the guy you want to wa- watch out for. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's going to be one of those uh, threats that you know people may not put as much emphasis on, and he's gonna he's gonna hurt you. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right, so I know some people are probably going to want to know this this question as well. What's it going to take for you to to slam your hand on on the uh, the panic button? Uh, okay, so we have two goals so far since we started. We played seven games now. I would say if we go probably. 10 games without a win um or if we if we play another three games without one one more win i would probably push that panic button uh mm-hmm. particularly since you know um we're playing another game at home and you know these boys want to like do their best in front of the hometown you know after yeah. some being you know a little bit disappointing play um and some real good opportunities to bring in Ws on on the road. You know, I, I really do think that we have a chance to to win one against Ford Madison. Um, and so, yeah, it's just if if we lose those next three, you know, Tormenta, Hill uh, against Norco, and uh, and Ford, um, then I'll, I'll be pressing the panic button. So, mm-hmm. so um, this week, front office is having another meeting with the SG, the, the supporters groups. And I, unfortunately I have to work, but it will be real. I wish I would could be a fly on the wall for that because the, the, this, this sort of not being able to put points on the board, only having two goals uh, um, is really coming to a head. Like how, how long, how, how much is, are we going to be stuck in this month? Um, and so that will be it will be real interesting to see if they if the, that front office has, has any answers for us because um you know we're ever that's everyone's just wondering like like i didn't like i i couldn't go to the match against uh uh ncfc uh the other day uh because of family obligations but uh I had really hoped that, um, or actually, no, I take that back. I really thought we were going to lose. I had predicted we were going to lose, and we did. We did lose, and so, like, I was all, all right with the fact have to have to watch it, you know, on my on my uh, streaming dev- device, um, just because, you know, I, I sort of expected, it. and that's a sucky thing to to. That's a sucky mentality because you you always want to expect like, yeah, we can do this. But I had no expectation we were going to win. 
did we play better than I thought? For the most part, like I, I thought this last match actually like there was signs of life in in our in our mid and forward, you know, in our in our forwards, and so, um, I was really disappointed by the stupid mistakes we make, like you know, touching the ref and earning yourself a red card, um, you know, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but still, you know. I, you want to be excited about going to match, even if, you know, you might lose, but you want to be, you want to be in the stands and stuff. And, you know, they keep, they keep going down this road, you know, I'll, I'll always be a fan, but, um, you know, I don't want to, I, I want to spend my money and have an enjoyable experience and, and feel that joy of, you know, pulling a W or, you know, you know, getting three points or, or even uh, one point at this point, it would feel nice <laughs> climbing the table just a bit, you know, and creating, creating some headway. Yeah. What are those meetings like with the, the clubs between the clubs or the, between the club and the supporters, the, the supporter groups? Oh, if I can talk to um, so the one I went to in January, um, much of it is front office directed, you know, messaging out to us. But thankfully, they did open it up to questions. And so that's always good, too. I'm always fearful when a front office doesn't listen to its fans. So I'm also glad that they are having these meetings. Um, and I, I think they want to, I think... Again, this speaks to the inexperience of, of our front office. I really think they don't know what to do. Like, if they have to come to us, the fans, about, hey, how do we increase attendance? And I have a feeling that's probably one of the things that why they're holding these meetings. It's like, well, shoot, you know, you guys, this this is your job. <laughs> this is our job. We're, we're fans. Our job is to, you know, cheer for our team. Um, it's your job to, you know, put, put butts in the seats. <laughs> and I think it speaks to, um, while the team, while that, while that front office may feel like family in a sense, you know, from the Valley and all that, um, I think you have to have the professionals in there. You know, I think, I think there's decisions that have to be made. There's money that has to be sent, spent. Um, and, uh, and you can see it in things like, you know, how parking was last season. It's gotten a little bit better this season. Um, and you can see it like the fact that they had to like tear down the stands and re redo them because of, you know, they didn't pass inspections is, is from what I was told. Um, you know, that's, that's rookie, <laughs> that's rookie mistakes, you know? Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I wish there was a little more seasoned uh, professionals uh, in that front office, but I'm glad that they're at least trying to sit down with us and and or and listen to us. I think listening on any team is is a valuable thing because, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it just is. You know, in life, it just is. Yeah. And do you feel that they're transparent and that they listen to the fans? No, no, okay. no, no. I, I, well, up to a point. Yeah. Um, and particularly now 
that not as many people are attending uh, the matches. I think when you're losing money, you all of a sudden become a little more like, hey, we definitely want to you know, change things because it, it affects their bottom line. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that their their ears are open just a little bit more. But no, no. Um, sometimes uh, it just it falls on deaf ears. Um, I again, you know, the whole how the whole thing went down with uh, with uh, Coach Martin um, and how much like not just SGs but like the group. There, I remember there was one game near the end of the season last season playing at home. And just everyone, everyone, no matter what part of this, the stadium you were in, were just giving it their all to like, you know, fire the coach, fire the coach. And, and, uh, you know, here he is back again. And as, as you said, you know, it looks like we're doing pretty much the same stuff. And, you know, that, didn't help us last. I mean, didn't help us as much last season, and it certainly isn't helping our, our case so far this season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, it's certainly going to be a, a very interesting uh, season as it you know continues to unfold. Uh, league One is yeah. you know seemingly always been that that um, league of chaos. So, uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, Fuego can turn things around and start climbing the the standings a little bit. Um, yeah, it will certainly be interesting to to follow all that action. But we're right at that hour mark. I know that you have a busy night, you know, ahead of you, so we don't want to keep you too long. We really appreciate you coming on the show, giving us some of oh, that awesome anytime awesome to the club. Anytime. I mean, when you guys are actually when your podcast is actually released. To, to Apple podcast. I'm, I'm always there listening. I'm always there listening. Um, I mean, you in the USL show, I mean, I, I don't know if the technology has gotten away, but uh, you know, I'm, 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 I don't watch YouTube for my podcast. I listen. And, and so, yeah, when you guys are in my ears, you know, you, your guys analysis, your, the interview you guys, you guys have, um, you know, you're, you're, you guys are one of my favorite podcasts. So anytime, <laughs> um, you, you want you want one of us on you know well we'll one of the three of us will definitely be there well we would love to do that and stay tuned because our catalog is going to be full of all the episodes that have been yeah. on youtube but have not been on the podcast format so all that stuff's going to be there we'll be uh talking your ear very very soon <laughs> ah and i'll take yes, the entire yes. button for that one that is not on brian at all <laughs> eh. we knew we knew <laughs> yeah you see rich gets the tough jobs and i just get to sit here drink and spout stupid shit over <laughs> over the thing that i also so. know that i also know <laughs> no no we i i, I like i like I, well, I love podcasting in general but i, I love uh when people uh of various um, interests and uh, abilities and talents uh, come together and 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 produce something that is just uh, good and great to listen to. I mean, you guys had me riveted to the the show last season with uh, uh, one of the owners of uh, of Tucson. You know, I, oh. I care very little for Tucson, but what she had to say 
was just so interesting just to listen to and her passion for for the game is like yeah i'm glad they're around in 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 league two but uh you know i really respect the heck out of her and i'm you know it's things like that when you guys have have people like that on um you know it's it's reminds me why i love this game yeah uh it's funny that you mentioned her because we actually reached out to her very recently to ask her you know to to return to the show just to have a, a quick chat and um we were like begging and pleading but no she yeah. um she's not able to, to join at this time, but yeah, she, mm -hmm. it was, it was a good conversation, but at the same time, like, Oh, we just want her to come back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. What uh, exciting stuff do you guys have coming up for your pod? Well, we, we try to do our show um, weekly when there, when there's match. Um, and so um, it's, I wouldn't say formulaic, but you know, we, we typically, you know, cover whatever news may be coming out, and uh, we cover the, what the last match is, and sort of preview as best we can. I, I will admit, I probably watch more League One games that are not that don't have uh, CVF in in them. You know, I like, you know, putting turning on my Xbox and doing the multicast and watching three games at a time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so I, um, try to, as best I can preview, um, the future games and with, with some sort of knowledge of, of the other teams that we'll be facing. And, uh, and, but my favorite part is, you know, our listener questions and stuff. Um, you know, just people are listening to our podcast and, uh, I do want to get more people listening to our podcast who may not like the, the, uh, Fuego fans, but just like fans of, of League One or fans of soccer in general, uh, just because I would love to hear what their comments or questions might be for us. Uh, we might bring some really neat uh, conversations. And, um, and I think that's, in essence, what our what our podcast is about, besides, you know, bitching about, you know, <laughs> all the bad stuff. Um, there's a, you know, we, all three of us, uh, Ed, Ed, Leah, and myself, you know, we love the game. We love our team, and and uh, we love the sport. And uh, we try to, uh, you know, pass that on. You know, you know, yeah, we're gonna complain a lot, but there. I hope we don't. We never forget like how much we love this game and how much we love the, uh, love the team. Yeah. Um. So that's in essence our 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 podcast. So Fuego Pod. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate you passing on the, the compliments to us about our show. We enjoy listening to your show as well. Thank you for joining us tonight and, you know, talking all things uh, Fuego. It was, it was a really fun and interesting conversation. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime again. Thanks. Thanks for having me and uh, uh, look forward to, uh, to uh, passing on the good word about, about your pod to our listeners as well. Thank you very much. In fact, we should have we should have you guys on when uh, when we play uh, uh, for Matt or excuse me Union Omaha uh, in in July, or hey. at the end, end of end of June we'll have you on previewing for July. Cool, we'd be more than happy good. to join. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Cheers, everyone. Yep. All right. Thanks, yeah. Lefty.
man, that was a fun conversation. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. It was uh, cool to to get that kind of insight and uh, to ask those questions. It's not all that often you get to talk to a fan from another fan base like that. And, you know, especially somebody who has inside information like that and can uh, shed some insight onto the, or shed a light onto that situation and really talk about it passionately the way that he did. Yeah, definitely. And for sure, you guys, if you don't, um, if you aren't already listening, um, I would definitely suggest going to check out El Fuego Pod. Um, because like, like Chris said, it was, they, they do talk a lot about Fuego, obviously being a Fuego podcast, but, um, they also do a lot of stuff about just, especially supporters stuff. Um, and just in general, um, and just soccer culture in general too, which is one of the reasons why I like listening to them too, because it's nice to hear, um, kind of how they they perceive the other teams in the league and kind of put the um the Fresno California um spin on things um and I don't mean spin obviously as like in a bad thing in a bad way at all but um spin as in um their perspective on it so um yeah definitely give them a listen if you guys haven't and then listener questions as well i mean send them in questions i know i'm going to start doing that as well so um always a fun time listening to them though yeah for sure man as far as week nine i mean we'll probably do a a show later this week uh it's another it's another open cup week uh so that's Mm -hmm. another element of chaos for for everybody and not for USL, you know, league one clubs, but right. Um, still some chaos nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, we'll be recording a show later on this week. And um, we have some new content uh, coming out tomorrow on our Twitter page. Uh, so check that out tomorrow. Um, something we have not done yet, uh, but something we're um, interested to, to throw into the mix and uh, kind of highlight you know what to look for and as week nine you know matches approach so that'll mm-hmm. be fun uh let's see yeah we have the the midweek episode then we have the the friday and the sunday so yeah we have plenty of more league one on the rocks um content coming your way so just keep following keep liking keep subscribing yep. yeah yeah and coming your way. make sure you guys are uh voting in the polls if you aren't already um yeah I know that's that's something that Rich does a really good job. He's got the social media pretty much down. Um, but yeah, it's always fun to see some of the um, where those votes go, and then we can talk about it on the show, and you guys can prove how much smarter you are than Rich and I um, <laughs> when you're picking matches right and we're not. But um, I'm going to try to keep track, I think, from here on out too and see what the final season record is for fans versus us picking matches uh, yeah yeah because when i look at those polls i can see which way i voted mm-hmm. uh so i can i can see yeah that'll be that'll yeah. be interesting yeah definitely uh um, ranting blue penguin media wants to know what is this open cup you speak of yeah i know right <laughs> there's what uh eight clubs that are non-mls left in the in the competition um yep. there's 24 mls and 
There's only one match in the Open Cup in this round where uh, two USL clubs face off against each other. So no matter what, at the end of this round, we will have an, one, at least one USL club remaining. There we go. That's fine with me. USL yeah. getting it done. <laughs> Somebody's got to yeah. carry the torch from Union Omaha last season. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and there's you... some really good matchups uh, that are starting this week. So that's, it's going to be fun to see that, that chaos unfold too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I didn't get to see you really watch any, any soccer uh, at all today. I had a lot of stuff going on. So um, that's unfortunate. I watched Villa, and then I cried, mm. and then I finished the day. Yeah, that's yeah, the one I watched. Today. Remember what two or three weeks ago we were talking about? Oh, that Villa Liverpool match that's coming up is going to be top four decider. Damn it! Man, let us down. Your yeah. boys let us down. They are. Where I don't even know where they're currently at in the stand. Let me pull that up real quick. I think they're on seventh or eighth, maybe. Oh, did they fall that low? They, I think they took kind of a nosedive. Yeah, they're in eighth. Yeah. Uh, well, when you drop two in a row, that'll that'll happen. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. I mean, Liverpool today tried to seem like we're trying to give it away too. So, um. No help from the referees today either. From I, I will I take that back. I watched about fifty minutes of the Liverpool match, but that was it. And that was in the car listening to it more than it was watching it. So, um, jeez, all of Villa's remaining. So Villa has three remaining matches. Mm-hmm. They play Tottenham, Liverpool, and then Brighton. All the 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 three clubs that are immediately above them in the standings. <laughs> Son of a... Well, that's one way to climb the standings. I mean, when you lose to Liverpool, you won't go up at all, but... Yeah. Might be the one that puts uh, Liverpool in the top four, too. That'd be great. I would love to rub that one in a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, another uh, poll we'll be putting out this week is um, which matchup the fans want us to uh, preview the most yeah. uh, this coming weekend. Yeah. And there's only four, so it'll only go, uh, the voting will only happen on one day, so we don't have to spread it out across multiple days. So be uh, on the lookout for that poll as well. Yeah, let us know which one you want to see. Um, but no, it's in here, and now I just got to find it. The week nine matches. Excuse me. Are Greenville versus Richmond, Lexington versus Charlotte, North Carolina versus Madison, and One Knox versus Northern Colorado. I know I'm I'm not even gonna say what what ones I'm really interested in here, but there's there's two on here that I'm really looking at as matches that would be interesting to fully bring down. Which ones you're looking at? But I'm not gonna say it either. Yeah, no. (laughs) We can't, uh, what, are, what do they call that? Loading the scale? We can't load the scale. Yeah. <laughs> Tim jumping in. Sorry, Rich, not going to happen for you. Yeah, I know, Tim. I know. Villa's not going to have a, a strong finish to the season. I'll still watch, though. Still a good season, though. It, yeah, it's, it's a good season. Yeah, no doubt for sure. 
Definitely um, some building blocks for sure. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, from from the Gerard disaster that was earlier this year to where you guys are at now, I think that's a pretty good, uh, I would say, a successful season. Yeah, the offseason is going to be really interesting to watch to see who uh, Emery wants to to bring in and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Because I've even heard, I've even seen reports of him, you know, shopping around to see who wants to take uh, um, Emmy away from Villa's goal. Really? See if somebody, yeah, see if somebody wants to pay top dollar for him. Hmm. Top dollar, get some money and start a a reloading process. Yep, exactly. That's fair. Yeah. Tim jumping in. You're not Everton. You're still watchable. <laughs> <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. My, uh, I mean, I don't remember how the championship gets uh, broadcast out there, but might be watching Everton on, what is it, weekday matches for championship? Oh, they still have week weekend matches too. A couple weekend matches. I would know because Villa used to play in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you won't be there this season, this no. next season. So there you yeah. go. You stayed up. That's half the battle. <laughs> Build on staying up. See, see what kind of fun we could have USL if we had promotion and relegation. We could yeah. be talking about USL right now. We could have Tucson back in the fold in no time. Uh, from what it seems like, Tucson might be making a comeback sooner rather than later. Yeah. If if that tweet from John Perlman was anything to uh was to uh, uh was anything to look at. I don't even know, I yeah. can't even talk right now. Um Yeah, if you guys haven't seen that, go check it out. Imagine uh Menace getting promoted in the League One too. A good one. That I'd would be, be so excited for him, but at the same time I'd be like, son of a bitch, that means Union Armor has to play them multiple times. Yeah, but then we could at least make away days and it could True. even be it could be a weekday away day and you wouldn't really have to take too much time off work, if any at all. Yeah. Seven o'clock yeah, match. You're off at five o'clock, you can get there by seven. Yep. Perfect. Yep. That's gonna be fun when both clubs are in uh championship. Yeah, from a couple seasons from now, I'm sure. Yep. So they're are they going up next year? Uh, so I believe their start time is going to be 2026. 26 for them. That's good. I mean, that'll give them time to get everything loaded up and and uh, be on the lookout for players and stuff like that. So, and that'll give Omaha time to chance to get up there and meet them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because they're still building the uh, stadium downtown, downtown, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, they're doing it. Um, Doing it the quote-unquote right way. I'm actually going to see them on Thursday so I can ask them progress on all that kind of stuff. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. That would be perfect. All right. Well, that is another week of uh, reaction from, I don't know, USL League One. I'm running out of words. Um, <laughs> Went heavy on Fuego, so that's... <laughs> I mean, that's fine, though. I mean, I enjoyed having... Uh, lefty on because like i said i i listen to that guy about you know him and ed and leah um about once a week so it's nice putting a face to the name and and hearing everything live from him yep 
yeah, they're fun. So if you do not uh, follow them or listen to them and all that kind of stuff, uh, definitely go out there, uh, give them some love, um, listen to the stuff that they have because uh, they have some good stuff that they're doing over there. And uh, aside from that, yeah, we'll be back with plenty of more stuff. We'll have polls coming out this week. We'll have more content. We'll have more episodes. So, yeah, plenty of stuff coming from League One on the Rocks. Uh, so stay tuned for more, and we'll see you later this week. All right. Thanks, guys.